0: Welcome to The Pog Show. I'm your host, Christine Martindale, Public Information Officer for the City of Port Orange, a city in Central Florida that is unique by choice, not by chance. I will be bringing you powerful interviews and on-the-go info to gain a better understanding of the various services and functions our city provides. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, to Episode 007 of The Pog Show. Today, I want to touch on a topic that has been a hot one these days, and in my mind, I believe it will continue to be a hot one, and that is cybersecurity. On one hand, there is a rise in hackers stealing data across the globe, and on the other hand, there are employees working from home due to the pandemic and for other reasons, and often using unprotected Wi-Fi networks to access employer information. And on top of that, this can create a host of cybersecurity threats from lack of training to misuse of confidential information. I have in the podcast studio, Corey Stapleton, a valued member of the city's Information Technology Division since 2016. Corey is the Information Security Administrator and is responsible for managing all aspects of data security and integrity for the city's applications and network infrastructure. In addition to his responsibilities, Corey has taken the lead on all security-related training for city staff and is developing a comprehensive information security training plan to better educate staff on identifying malicious activity. Corey is a graduate of Daytona State College with a bachelor's science in information technology, and shortly after graduating, he learned that he was accepted into Embry Riddle's master's program in cybersecurity. Hi Corey, thanks for joining me today. You know, just from what you you do for us here at the city and your background on cybersecurity, I feel safe already.
1: Well, thanks Christine, thanks for having me.
0: So, from your perspective, what do you have to say about cybersecurity? I mean, why do we have to worry about this this topic so much?
1: Uh, Well, you know, having uh, the ability to protect our devices Um, from cyber criminals when using the internet should definitely be of utmost importance, especially, um, you know, the way things have been changing recently. Uh, Whether it's here at the city of Port Orange securing a device prior to deployment or uh, making sure that your personal devices are up to date with security patches, uh, you know, and antivirus signatures and whatnot. Um, cybersecurity should definitely be taken serious to make sure that we're all cyber-aware.
0: Oh, It's it's just a hot topic these days. We keep hearing it in the news um, right. just all over and, you know, according to Statista.com, there has been a sharp increase in data breaches and exposed records during the past 15 years. It's saying in 2005, there were 157 data breaches, while in 2019, there were 1,506. And that's an increase in numbers, and so why do you think that is? I mean, in, in, in your opinion, like, what do you think the biggest threats are right now?
1: Well, I will say back in the early to mid-2000s, the technology uh, is definitely not what it is today. Um, the increase in data breaches could coincide with uh, the technological advancements over the past 15 years or so. Um, you know, more websites are popping up every single day. Everyone has either a smartphone or a laptop or a computer that's being used to access those sites. Um, so I, I believe that would definitely be um, some reasonings for the increase uh, in breaches. Uh, in my opinion, the biggest threats right now in terms of data breaches would be unpatched systems or even untrained users. Um, I would guess that it could be anything from you know, an unsecure facility or even get into the detail like possibility of a SQL database not utilizing stored procedures or... Uh, having improper input validation.
0: That's great information. You're talking about untrained users. Um, So getting to citizens, I know citizens listen to our podcast. What can citizens as well as our business community do to make sure that they are protected? Uh, I mean, and how how do they know if they are protected? Um, You know, we have, I'm sure there's cybersecurity insurance, or I don't know, maybe you can expand on that a little bit. Um, I think this is just such a fascinating topic that Um, I don't think a lot of citizens kind of know, you know, what measures that they really have to take.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's very interesting. Uh, For citizens, uh, you know, in speaking in regards to their accounts and devices, again, and I'll touch back, uh, I always recommend using strong, complex passwords, uh, multi-factor authentication uh, when it's supported. Also making sure your computer is up to date with security patches. You're using antivirus software, um, you know, using a firewall to protect you um, between yourself and the Internet. Um, You know, Knowing if your account has been compromised is definitely always a difficult thing to recognize. So there is a website that I recommend, haveibeenpwned.com, P-W-N-E-D.com. You enter your email address, and it'll let you know if that email address has uh, been discovered with any data breaches. Uh, if it has, you know I recommend changing that password immediately. Also, don't use the same password across multiple sites. If one gets compromised, more than likely, the remainder of them will be compromised as well. Um, you can also check with your financial institution your credit card company uh, most of them offer identity monitoring um, they'll inform you if your information was actually discovered on the dark web uh, for businesses it depends highly on the business in question there are organizations that can help businesses with identify, identifying their uh, current security posture some even assist with a strategic plan that uh, reduces the business risk to cyber attacks uh, cybersecurity insurance is definitely one way of transferring the risk to a third party um, this is uh, one form of risk mitigation.
0: And It's very interesting. You know, we talk about you know changing your passwords, and sometimes it's right. like, oh, I got to change it again. Or, but then I have to remember that this is for our benefit. Right. And so it, it's funny, because not funny, but it's to the point where it's I have passwords for all these different kind of programs and things. But knowing that, wow, I'm you know my stuff is being protected. So I need to. You know think twice when I think about oh i, I don 't want to change my password again, but it 's for our benefit right. so
1: and there are other applications out there password managers or password keepers that'll you know help manage that and secure those passwords for you because if people are you know uncertain of the security of those and they tend oh well i 'll remember my passwords, people then tend to use less secure passwords you know and, and rather than using a more stronger, lengthier, complex password
0: right that's very true i 'll put in something it said weak. I'm like, okay, stronger, or right. I'll keep using the same thing and maybe add a, 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 a number or something, and it's right. like, okay, so I'll start it from scratch, and that, that's good. I'm glad they have password keepers because there's half right. the time where I'm calling going, uh, I forgot my password if I don't use it all the time. Right, you so definitely
1: I, don't want to be using something like that's easily discoverable like something that's in the dictionary or you know, your pet's name or your you, know, you really have to be careful of what things that you can find, uh, what, what passwords you're using
0: or sure. people use birthdays or right. you know, people use you know, try to choose something that's a little bit different for sure. So, um, no, all great information, Corey. Um, our audience definitely is, needs to be well-versed in this, in this topic for sure. Um, switching gears just a little bit, I know that you have taken the lead to develop an information security training plan to educate on identifying malicious activity. So how are you doing
1: this? So we're currently utilizing a platform called KnowBefore uh, for their security awareness training as well as their simulated phishing email attacks. Now a phishing attack is something uh, I would consider it's a psychological manipulation where you wouldn't normally uh, take an action or divulge information to somebody. So what that phishing attack is, they're actually trying to trick you into, like I said, doing something that you normally wouldn't do. Um, but Users have the ability to send any suspected malicious emails uh, to the IT division. We then investigate those emails uh, including the detailed headers with the originating sender's information and we can take action you know, where needed. Um, so I am developing a plan to automatically enroll new hires into a security awareness training program and then continue to do it uh, annually if not more when needed. Um, I also plan on doing the simulated phishing campaigns monthly and enrolling users in additional testing if and when needed.
0: Oh, that's great, especially for our local business community for sure um, to know about this. Um, you know, I'm sure other businesses would really love to know about this. I think you had just recently put something on my computer for phishing. I'm like, oh, it's easy. You just hit the fish button and saying, are you sure this is what you want to kind of send out? And automatically it gets submitted. So yes, that's ma'am. that's great.
1: Yep, so you can go to nob 4com and they actually have infographics that explain what are some red flags to look for in an email that could potentially be a phishing email, uh, also rogue URLs that you can look at um, to make sure you're actually going to the correct website or you know, just certain um, indicators that could potentially be a, you know, a compromise or could lead to a compromise or you know, uh, divulging information that you normally wouldn't.
0: No, that's great. And so I guess that would be a way, you know, if citizens or local businesses or in their community are, how do we respond to an emergency? Like, oh, you know, oh, I think I've been, you know, attacked or, you know, how do I go about going forward with contacting somebody about this?
1: So first and foremost, you know, you always want to document everything. Um, What you think may have been fraudulent, you know. Uh, if and when you contacted someone for that help, you know, document who you spoke with, their name, title, um, the time that you spoke with them. Um, this will be helpful in the long run. If you feel like you've actually been a victim of something, say, like identity fraud or theft, uh, credit card fraud, or bank fraud, um, there are steps that you can definitely take for each one. You can place a fraud alert on your credit report. Uh, you can contact your local, local police department and file a police report. Um, you can also request new credit cards, debit card numbers. Um, you can even request to change your account, uh, account numbers. Um, InfraGard is another great alternative, uh, to use. They'll, they'll assist with, uh, you know, any compromise that you think that you may have had.
0: Oh, great. All great information, especially kind of where we're at now. A lot of people working from home. Yeah. Um, and so we're, we're all, um... You know, a subject of maybe being attacked at some point. So it's. I think this was a timely topic that I wanted to bring up, and I couldn't get uh, couldn't get a better person than to, for you to talk about it. But um, how did you get? That. How did you get interested in cybersecurity? Uh, it's a like I said, uh, something I never really thought of getting into. But I know it, that's really was a, of interest for you for sure.
1: Well, definitely. There's um. You know, there's a you know at, at a young age there's a couple you know movies or stories that you've heard, um, but. Uh, during my undergrad, I did take some courses in applied cybersecurity and digital forensics with uh, Dr. Philip Crager at Daytona State College. Uh, we learned how to use applications like FTK Imager to recover deleted uh, images from, uh, from hard drives for forensic analysis, and that really sparked my interest to get more into the cybersecurity field. Um, we also got into uh, bit swapping techniques to recover deleted data as well. That's just you know, two ways to do the same thing to recover uh, deleted data. Um, but learning both the blue team, which is the dis- defensive skills, like creating IP tables, firewalls, um, but also on the red team, the offensive side, learning those skills like cracking passwords using you know applications and secure operating systems. I believe having the training on both sides of the spectrum actually helps become a more well-rounded security professional.
0: Well, we're glad to have you here at the city for sure, um, and it's been great talking to you. Is there anything that you would like to let our community know about this topic? Any last-minute thoughts?
1: I don't always, uh, I guess I could almost scare people when I say it, you know, don't don't ever use the internet, but we're, you know, we're going to have to use the internet because literally everything that we do, your bank account, you have a smartphone, your people are ordering groceries on their phone now and going to the store the next day to pick it up, you know, our day-to-day lives are literally on the internet right now, Um, but that being said, there's always individuals or threat actors that are trying to capture that sensitive information. Um, to further their motives, whether it's for monetary gain or something else entirely. Uh, I always err on the side of caution. Uh, I also like to use the phrase, think before you click.
0: Love it. Think before you click. Very good. Corey, we really appreciate your knowledge and experience as we learn more about the advancements in information security, so we will make sure to communicate any updates on this to our social media platforms. Um, I think Anything you, you can provide me that in the future, I would love to put this out to our audience for sure on our social media. Yeah, so. no problem.
1: I'll definitely send you the links that I discussed uh, recently, and then I'll send you those infographics oh, that would be as well great. to put on the Facebook page. That'll definitely help our citizens and businesses to know what to look for.
0: Absolutely. In fact, when I uh, promote this episode, I will make sure I put the links there and people can take a look. So. That's great. Now, thanks so much, Corey, for your time. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. And so the best ways, like I said, to find us online is by the city's website, www.port-orange.org, our city's Facebook page, Port Orange City Hall. We have a Twitter page, at City Port Orange, and our LinkedIn page, City of Port Orange. Well, this wraps up episode 007 of The Pog Show. Until next time. Thank you so much for spending time with me today on The Pog Show. We've only just begun. And with you sharing, subscribing, and leaving a five-star review to this podcast is really going to help launch us to the next level together.